Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources for a Monday. Thank you for being with us. And uh, make sure that you've downloaded the KSL News Radio app, powered by our friends at Any Hour Services, so that you're always up to the minute. And if you happen to miss anything, if you missed that last segment uh, with Dave DeRocher and the Other Side Academy, you want to go back and listen to that. Uh, they are an extraordinary group. Uh, transforming lives in a uh, in a very unique way, and uh, to see them and their efforts in helping, being part of the solution, uh, was really inspiring. Probably one of the the high points over the mo- uh, over the weekend. Uh, the other real high point for me over the weekend uh, was, of course, the SpaceX launch on Saturday. Uh, we had missed they had missed the weather window uh, earlier in the week. We were hoping to to cover that live. It didn't happen. Uh, but it did uh, take place over the weekend, and uh, kudos uh, to our friends at uh, NASA and SpaceX. Public-private partnership, doing it different, doing it better. Uh, nice to have those uh, two gentlemen on board the space station, and they'll be there for a little while. Uh, but a, a great success, and uh, one of those highs and lows. I, I found myself uh, uh, up and down over the weekend, uh, You know, watching the unrest, watching the challenges, continuing to see the impact of the coronavirus, uh, but then seeing this great breakthrough uh, as for the first time in almost a decade, we we had people uh, launching from American soil, heading up to the space station, uh, just a, a great day. Uh, if you've missed in the past, uh, I, I had just about a month ago the opportunity to sit down with the NASA administrator, Jim Bridenstein, and uh, had a great conversation with him about the program. Also had Mark Kelly uh, astronaut, uh, you can pick those up on our uh, podcast or on our Therefore What podcast as well. Both of those are featured there. And uh, that's the inspiring stuff. That's the stuff that uh, really gets my blood going and the adrenaline pumping for me. Uh, and at the same time, we, we've got to deal with the realities of uh, the challenges that are going on. Uh, we talked with Doug Wilkes earlier in the program uh, how all of these things are going to shape uh, political season. And it is it is on the primary is uh, less than 30 days away, 29 days away to be exact, on the 30th of June. Uh, ballots will be hitting soon uh, on the 11th, 9th to the 11th, I think they start hitting uh, mailboxes, so you can watch for those. Uh, debates begin today, really, in earnest. Uh, coming up at 12 o'clock, uh, we'll start with the 4th District race. Uh, that debate will take place, and you can go to kslnewsradio.com. And then under Listen, select Xtreme. So this is on our Xtreme channel. Uh, so that will be covered. And then we will be uh, having the gubernatorial debate. Six o'clock will be live here on KSL News Radio. And then just as a reminder, uh, we will be back 
for a special one-hour edition at 7 o'clock tonight. We will break down all of the debate action for the day, particularly the governor's race. And uh, so stay tuned with us here throughout the day on KSL News Radio. All right, I want to wrap up with just a, a couple of, of thoughts that we've been uh, churning on, ruminating on over the weekend as we look at all of this. Uh, I, I've shared with, with some this morning already that uh, when we sit down to write an editorial or an opinion piece, you know, it's usually it's about words. <laughs> uh, and so often in situations like this, we say, you know what, words, it's not about words anymore. Words aren't enough anymore. And I really felt that over the weekend. Uh, editorials and op-eds, they're, they're filled with words, usually somewhere around 700 of them, <laughs> to be exact, if you're thinking about what we look at. Uh, but sometimes, sometimes words aren't exactly what we need. An inspiring comment, a letter from somebody, a little bit of encouragement, inspiration from a leader at work or in government, uh, all of those things. Words do matter. They do matter. And yet sometimes words fail us absolutely and completely. Uh, And I felt that over the weekend. You know, George Floyd, a black man in Minneapolis, uh, he senselessly dies uh, under the knee of a police officer. There's there's no words for that. Uh, Protests that start out noble and end in violence in cities around America and right here, right here in our own state. No words for that. Uh, Politicians cross the spectrum, both parties, everybody in between. They're fomenting anger and fear and frustration with their words. No words for that. That's just frustrating to me. Uh, Images, all the images that we've seen of late. uh, Burning, riot gear, looting, grieving loved ones. No words for that. And, And the list could go on and on and on and on. We went over 100,000 deaths due to coronavirus. No words for that. Jobs that have been lost, cities that have been decimated. No words for that. A lot of divisive hate out there. There's so many, so many things, so many things where we just, we don't have words for those anymore. And so the first thing I want to share with you today is that when words fail, action is needed more than ever. It's a good indicator for you. When, you. when you feel like there simply are no words, ask yourself, then what can I do? If words fail to capture it, if words fail to make a difference, what do we do? It was really interesting. Uh, over the weekend, Nike put out an, a very fascinating social media ad. Uh, and in the ad, it was, it was just words, actually. Uh, but it went contrary to their brand. It said, for once, don't do it. Don't pretend there's not a problem in America, the ad said. Don't turn your back on racism. Don't make any more excuses. Don't think this doesn't affect you. Don't sit back and be silent. Don't think you can't be part of the change. And then the ad concluded, let's all be part of the change. And those words matter. And that action matters. Now, hate hate has always been around. No question about that. Contempt, prejudice, discrimination, even petty stuff on social media. All of that leads to the kind of frustration and fear that lead to rage, to violence, and to to all sorts of other challenges. So the duty of all of us as Americans 
is to call out hate for what it is. And then we got to work, each of us, individually. This is a we the people issue. Elevate the dialogue. Create common ground. Find common ground. Uh, and end the prejudice. Uh, we, we have to get to that. Uh, interesting. Last year, I was able to witness uh, an, a fascinating coming together between the NAACP and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Detroit, Michigan. And this unique partnership that they have put together to to lift and elevate inner city families with training and development, education, financial literacy, opportunity, entrepreneurship, uh, really inspiring. Two groups that most people would never put together came together, and they're doing some very amazing things. President Nelson was actually asked to be the, one of the keynote speakers at the NAACP conference in Detroit. Uh, here's a little bit of what he had to say. If we have any hope of reclaiming the goodwill and sense of humanity for which we yearn, it must begin with each of us, one person at a time. That was President Russell M. Nelson. Uh, He was joined there by his new friend, uh, Reverend Amos Brown from the historic Third Baptist Church of San Francisco, civil rights leader, one of the last to be trained by Martin Luther King Jr., Uh, And they talked about how they need to come together and uh, link arms. It can be well in this nation when we lock arms, not as black and white, but as children of God who are about loving everybody and bringing hope, happiness, and good health to all of God's children. Again, that's Reverend Amos Brown. And so the thing for all of us to remember as we listen to this and watch this is looking at the idea that anyone who's planting thistles in the spring is not interested in harvesting fruit in the fall. If you're sowing hate, uh, you're not looking to harvest love. We can do better than this. Let's do better than this. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.